Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 2.12 of the Living to Thrive with Cancer podcast. Today, I want to explore a little bit this idea of healing from a body, mind, and spirit experience, or what I like to call a whole person experience. I just recently ran my three strategies to transform your life with chronic illness workshop, and it was so good. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I was so happy with the people who came and had the experience of learning and what I was able to share with them. So I wanted to grab some snippets today about that whole body, mind, and spirit experience and share it with you, my people here on the podcast. Now, there is definitely, as you already know, a lot involved in living with cancer or with the medical diagnosis related to chronic illness. I wanted to just try to make it a little more simple in terms of how to navigate it because life can get overwhelming when you have an illness and it can really take you to a place of feeling stuck. So in today's episode, I want to unpack that whole person idea for you so that you can hopefully see a way through it. Welcome to the Living to Thrive with Cancer podcast, a podcast about the big and little issues that come with living with cancer. I'm Katherine White, a stage four colon cancer thriver, passionate about supporting others who have faced a cancer diagnosis and are looking to feel empowered in taking back control of their health and happiness. My own health scare helped me to learn more about myself and how to live with cancer, and it led me to become a cancer support coach so I can help others through the ins and outs, the ups and downs, and all the crazy things that come with life with cancer. So let's get started. So let's dive into this concept of the body, the mind, and the spirit, and a more holistic approach to healing. I am so grateful to have had the opportunity to explore a more holistic way of healing. And I know for me that this experience started back in 2018, three years after my original cancer diagnosis, and I just had my third cancer-related surgery, and I was back home trying to put my life back together again. And I was sort of feeling like a little bit lost and a little bit overwhelmed by what am I supposed to do now? I was happy, like I was really enjoying my life, but I felt like there was something missing. And I knew that there had to be more to life after cancer than this. Like I wanted to feel whole again. And I wanted to stop feeling stuck. I don't know if you've ever felt that way, but I know for me that was the situation. I just felt like I was back in this loop of having had cancer and post-surgery and I just wanted a little bit more than that. I felt like there was this gray filter living over my life. Like in spite of the happiness, there was this filter that you would add to a picture, but it wasn't bright and shiny. It was gray and it was just sort of dimming everything. So one day my niece came over for tea and we were sitting in the living room and she was so sweet and she's like, Aunt Catherine, how are you? How are you doing? And I was like, you know what? I don't really know how I'm doing. Like, th- I feel like there's something missing in my life, that my body's healing, but that there's a piece in my soul that just still feels empty. And she said, oh, I have a great idea for you. You should take yoga teacher training. And I was like, no, I do not want to be a yoga teacher. I want to do yoga, but I don't want to teach it. And she said, well, I've just finished taking the training And I think that you might actually get a lot out of it. So maybe just consider it. So I thought about it and I figured I had nothing to lose. And so I signed up and was, you know, kind of getting excited about starting this program. I thought, here, this is going to be what I need to keep moving forward. 
And I have to tell you that it was the best and most timely decision I could have ever made in my life. Just a few months into my training, they found a metastasis in my right lung. And the weekend before my graduation, I actually had my surgery. But this time, I knew it was different. I went into this surgery way calmer and way more at peace than I'd ever been. I had tools like my breath to help me calm down. My body was stronger. I had a community of people like surrounding me and supporting me. So I knew that this was going to be okay. And part of the recovery, if you've had surgery, you know that there's like the parade of people that come through your room and they need to check you and do all of the things. And so part of it for me was having a respiratory therapist come in because I had had surgery on my lung and she needed to check my breathing. So she came over to the bed and she's like, okay, we need to get you from the bed to the chair. And I was like, oh, this is never pretty. This is really not a pretty process. You know, because all the tubes and the wires and the gown that flaps open in the back and it's all just really awkward but anyway we got me over to the chair and I sat down and she sat behind me and I could hear her warming up the stethoscope to pretend like it wasn't going to feel cold when she put it on my back and then she leaned in and she said take a deep breath in and I just like inhaled and she said take a deep breath out and I just let it all go And she leaned in a little farther and she said, you do yoga, don't you? And I was like, yes, I do. And actually, I'm graduating from my program this coming weekend. So I need you to sign the papers so that I can get out of the hospital because I have to get ready. So could we just do this? And she did and everything was good. And I went home and I went and I graduated. And it was then that I knew that yoga would forever be part of my healing process, but not just the practice of yoga, the poses, but the whole philosophy and lifestyle around yoga, the modalities that came along with it. I learned so much about being mindful and connecting with my breath and learning how to be kinder and gentler and more loving with myself and gratitude every single day, being able to feel gratitude. And this became where I started to get really curious about other modalities and ways that I could support myself. And that's where I want to go with this today is to share with you that there are other ways that you can work on supporting your health and your healing. And that comes from this body, mind and spirit perspective. So my big revelation was that I didn't have to be just a survivor anymore. I could actually be a thriver by introducing other ways to support my health and my healing. And I've talked with other women who have started to bring these modalities into their lives also. When I'm working with clients, we deal with this on a body, mind, and spirit level because when you care for your whole self, your body, your mind, and your spirit, you can move beyond just surviving and you can start living to thrive. And that's the whole purpose of the work that I do is to help people to see that there is more. So I just want to talk with you for a few minutes about these three pieces. Your body is at the foundation of living health fully, I call it. This whole full health experience. And the body is the thing that we usually think of first when we think about healing. So there's two aspects to the body that are really important. One is what you're putting in your body in terms of food and proper nourishment. And the other is moving your body. 
And a lot of times I hear people say that they don't know what to eat or they're nervous about food or they're just going to wait until they're feeling better and then they'll start changing how they eat. But I want to invite you to get curious about how food can support your body and how you can start to make simple changes like eating whole foods and slowing down on or backing off of or even stop eating processed foods. And maybe when you find that support that you are looking for, you'll feel a little bit less nervous about food and you'll be a little more curious about how it's going to support you. And I always say like there's no time like the present to get started because if you wait, you're just waiting on yourself to decide that this is the right moment. But just maybe ask yourself the question, when is the right moment going to come? And maybe right now is your right moment. The other piece is around movement. And again, people say like, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know what I'm allowed to do in terms of movement. I don't know what I shouldn't do. People tell me that I should be resting all of the time. I'm nervous about exercising. But I want to offer this to you. You don't have to run a marathon. You don't have to do big movements. Gentle movement is a great place to start. And I want to encourage you to move in a in a loving and kind way with yourself. And if you're starting a program, you should definitely check with your medical practitioner. But movement is good for you. Studies show that women who are, when they are in treatment for breast cancer, who are exercising in conjunction with their treatments, actually accept and move through that treatment process in their body better than women who don't. Like there's real studies out there that support that movement is good for you. So yes, of course, you should be resting when you're tired, but movement is going to help everything in your body to be stronger. It's going to help your cells to heal. It's going to help your heart and your muscles and your bones, and it's going to help your brain, which we're going to talk about in a minute. So don't be afraid to exercise. Pick the thing that's good for you, feels good in your body, and that you can do. And again, don't wait because waiting is waiting on a moment that is in the future when instead you could just do it right now. So the other piece, the next piece, is about your mind. And I love to talk about managing the mind because your mind and your thoughts are so powerful. And one of the pieces of the mind that's really important is stress. And managing stress in your life with chronic illness or with cancer is really important. So again, there's two pieces to this mind aspect, much like there is with the body, the thoughts and emotions, and then the concept that your mind can support the body. So people don't necessarily realize that they can manage overwhelm and they can manage stress. We just aren't necessarily taught tools for that. And that's where these tools that I learned in yoga that I was talking about, about the breath and mindfulness and gratitude really helped me to move through that healing process. So when you can learn to recognize and identify that you're even moving into that place of overwhelm or stress, then you can learn how to identify what you're feeling, bring in that tool that you know to help you support that calming effect, like using your breath, so that you can bring down your stress. Because stress increases your cortisol. We've talked about this in previous episodes, that stress hormone. But when you breathe, and when you learn how to manage your thoughts, you can actually bring that cortisol down. And then 
just starting to get curious is going to help you to recognize that there are things that you can work on and not wait. Again, it's don't wait on that. Embrace this idea of learning how to breathe through your stress and how to find other tools that are going to help you. And when you're doing that, you're also supporting your body because moving your body supports your mental health. And when you have a good state of mental health, you can support your body. So that whole motivation to move piece again, or that, you know, I'm supposed to be resting piece, just a short walk is going to help to raise your healthy hormones, your happy hormones, and bring that stress hormone down, and then allow you right now to just start moving your body a little bit at a time. And moving your body a little bit at a time is going to make you feel more confident. It's going to start to create self-belief, which we're going to talk about in a moment. It's going to clear the stress and help you to find a way through it rather than sitting in it. And there's a cool study that I found from 2015 that, that indicated that the relaxation response that comes from doing activities like meditation and yoga and repetitive prayer or mantra can significantly improve the symptoms of IBS and IBD, reducing anxiety and improving overall quality of life. So again, there's science out there that's starting to show that mindfulness practices and paying attention to your thoughts and your feelings and doing the work around supporting them can help with your health. And then the third aspect is your spirit. But your spirit is who you are. This is your essence of self. And oftentimes people forget when they get into the illness process to take care of their spirit, to nurture their spirit. And this is actually a key part of it because we aren't just a body and we aren't just a brain. We are a whole person. And that's why I talk about that whole health experience. So it's really important to be prioritizing yourself. And that's not selfish. To be doing something every day, even something little, that's going to make you smile, that's going to touch your soul, that's going to bring you joy. A little something is better than nothing at all. And I have sh I'm sure that you have things that you have loved doing in the past that maybe you've been hesitant to do. Maybe your brain is telling you that you shouldn't be doing those things or you're feeling in a place of you know, maybe feeling depressed or feeling down or feeling sad and, and you just don't have the motivation to go and do those things. But what if you could just try? What if you could just reassess how you're feeling about yourself and then go and try that activity so that you can see or remember how it used to bring you joy? And this will start to create self-belief. This will start to create this idea that, well, you know what, I can do things. And there are things that I can do. And when you start to believe more in yourself, then you start to bring in the things in the body that are going to help you to feel better. And when your body's feeling better, as I said, your mind is feeling better. So it's not a linear process. It's actually a cycle of nurturing your body and your mind and your spirit. So that path to Thriver from Survivor involves external work 
but it's really an internal journey. And that's one of the things that I discovered when I was going through my healing process was that this is internal work, but friends, it's good work. It's beautiful work that will allow you to support your body and to manage your thoughts and to nurture your spirits and will help you to see the possibility and the hope in the future and what you can do right now to support yourself so that you can keep moving forward and live that thriving life. I know for myself, I could have stayed stuck in that place with that gray filter, but I knew that there was more. And I knew I needed more. I'm not good at sitting around and waiting for things to happen. I like to make things happen in my own life. And that's where getting curious about these other modalities and finding them and bringing them in has made such a difference in my life. And I want them to make a difference in your life also. And that's part, I think, of you being here is that you are looking for more, that you're looking for hope and inspiration. And so I want to offer to you that if you're ready to dip your toes into or maybe even just fully like jump in with both feet, this idea of the body and the mind and the spirit transformation, I've created a program that addresses this whole health approach to healing and moving from survivor to thriver. It's called Living to Thrive because that mantra, that idea is so personal to me and it's something that I share with you. That's why this podcast is called the Living to Thrive with Cancer podcast because we can live to thrive. And this program is designed for women like you who want to reclaim their health and transform their life in a more holistic way. This is the exact method that I use to get out from under that gray filter and take control of my health and healing. And in the program, I walk you through the body, mind, and spirit tools that I know can work because I've used them on myself and I'm still using them on myself eight and a half years later. So friends, I'm going all out here in this program, throwing at you everything that I have learned along the way because I know how hard it is to find support and resources that you can use and bring into your life for your specific needs. Living to Thrive is going to be available to you forever once you join the program because it takes time. It takes time to really explore what you want and what you need. Healing's a process, so I don't want you to feel rushed. I don't want you to feel like you have just a few months to get it done. You have as long as you need to get it done because I want you to feel ease and calm as you explore the contents of the program. And if you're wondering, well, what is in this program? There are the three modules around the body, mind, and spirit, but there's also audio recordings and video recordings of mindfulness and movement practices. There's downloadable recipes and so many more other downloads for you to explore and activities for you to do. Four times a year, I'm going to be hosting personal growth challenges so you can take what you've learned and really dive into it and apply it in your life. Twice a year, I'm going to be hosting live virtual trainings and twice a month, I do live coaching calls. So you can come to the call and ask questions about the things that you need support on or the concerns that you have about life with chronic illness. Registration for the program is now open and I would love for you to be in this space with me. If you would like to know more, you can head over to the show notes or you can visit me at katherinewhite.coach forward slash living to thrive. And friends, if you have enjoyed this or other episodes, 
which I really hope that you are enjoying them. I would appreciate it so much if you would leave a review wherever you're listening. This helps me to reach more people like you who are looking for support and guidance and looking to live with cancer and chronic illness in a different way. And make sure that you follow the podcast so that you can gather the tools and strategies that I share with you to help you move from survivor to thriver. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope you have a beautiful rest of the day and may you live your life to your fullest, follow your heart, and thrive in all you do.